0: Welcome to AP GoPoCast from Whitman Hanson Regional High School in Whitman, Massachusetts. I'm history and government teacher Steve Botello. And joining me every episode are students from our Advanced Placement United States Government and Politics course to share their insights on current political news stories in these turbulent times. Student guests will discuss the facts and sources of these stories, make connections to our curriculum, and most importantly, share their own opinions on the big issues of the day. This is AP GoPoCast Season 2, Episode 4, recorded on February twenty fourth, 2021. Today I'm joined by Peyton Bujola, Emma Rogers, Haley Ferguson, and Sydney Scott, and they're going to be talking to us about the recent elections in the Senate and how that's going to change the balance of power there, as well as the filibuster in the Senate. So here we are. Today is, what is it, February 24th. And we're going to be talking about a few different subjects today that are going to connect with Uh, the Senate and politics, and I will let the ladies introduce themselves by saying hi.
1: Hi, I'm Peyton. Hi, I'm
2: Sydney. Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, I'm
3: Haley.
0: Okay. So who wants to start us off on our conversation about what happened in Georgia? Go ahead, Emma, take it away.
3: So
2: the article I had read about was published on January 7th. So that was the day after the Capitol insurrection um, and and the Georgia Senate election. So it kind of discussed the results of those elections in which two Democrats um, were elected to the Senate, which caused this shift in power from a Republican majority to a Democratic. And so now we have the Senate split 50-50 50-50 between the two parties with Democrats ultimately having the control with Vice President Kamala Harris holding that deciding vote in the case of a tie. And so at first glance, this is seen as, you know, like a major victory for the Democratic Party with the um, majority leader, Senate Senator Mitch McConnell, stepping down for Senator Chuck Schumer to become the new majority leader. So there's this hope that Democrats will have the ability to consider more liberal legislation after not having that full say um, in doing so prior to this time. And this article points out some of the difficulties that might show up and prevent the democratic success in completing President Biden's policy agenda, policy agenda one being um the filibuster from the republicans which might prevent these bills from advancing
0: haley what would you like to say
3: yeah um i'll talk about how um a lot like the victories of the two candidates from georgia um on the democratic side can largely be attributed to the failures of trump's presidency um more like Officially towards him refusing to leave office because the Republican senator elects, they had to choose whether or not they were going to support Trump, especially after the Capitol um, insurrection. And inevitably, they chose to support him, which ended up losing them a lot of their I, I don't know if they were younger or older um, voters, but they did lose a lot of voters, which ultimately led to the Democratic side coming out in majority, which. Yeah, that's what I was
0: going to say. Okay. Now, with this Georgia election, we saw the Senate control shift, but this margin of control for the Democrats is very, very thin. And as, as Emma, you pointed out, it really relies on the vice president to be that deciding factor. Why does the vice president play a role in the Senate what what, for the folks at home who don't know because a lot of people may not why would Kamala Harris play a role in in any of this Sydney
4: um I think it's I feel like it's uncommon to know like if you don't learn about like all the parts of the government but the vice president's like job is like one of their most important jobs is um, playing like (laughs) playing one of the greatest roles in the Senate
0: So what is that title that the vice president has? Do do you all remember what that positional title is the Constitution gives the vice president in this role? Yes, Peyton.
1: Um, Is it the president of the Senate?
0: Very good. So the president of the Senate uh, and Kamala Harris as the president of the Senate really only has a couple of responsibilities, at least constitutional responsibilities. Then one of those is going to be to break a tie And as Emma, you pointed out, they are now 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans. I don't know about you, ladies, but a lot of the press that I'm reading and hearing is talking about Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, the Democratic and Republican Party leaders in the Senate. It's referring to them in different ways. And is Chuck Schumer really the majority leader of the Senate now? Or is he almost like a co-leader? I've been seeing some press that might say different things. Peyton what did what have you heard?
1: um my article was actually about this um a lot of Democrat um, senators were really not a huge fan of Chuck Schumer because they think that he plays both sides and has his own personal agenda. Um, so, he kind of um is just trying to i guess like run for reelection or whatever or get everyone to owe him so it was kind of he seems kind of shady i don't know
0: ooh ooh cheaper's well you know one of the things that the senate and senators like to identify with is that old adage of being the world's oldest deliberative body that the senate is and they really consider themselves in their role of the upper house of being the deliberators of American law, that the House of Representatives might move real fast and might make decisions based on emotion and the Senate is gonna slow it down. So maybe he's not just trying to get elected and maybe not necessarily playing both sides, or maybe you could think of it is that he's looking for that kind of compromise that senators often try to talk about, although not always. Uh, Of course, uh, Leader McConnell wasn't really noted for looking for compromise. He really enjoyed and used the control of his position for years to really forward that Republican agenda. So we had this Georgia Senate election, and it has now changed the balance of power in the Senate. It's February. We're still very early on in this Senate, so we don't know what this could look like. But one of the things that this might have an impact on going forward is the idea of the filibuster. How is this going to play a role in Senate politics, Emma? What did what did you want to say?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, to get a bill passed, you need um, a certain amount of votes to get it passed without being held back, and the filibuster is kind of the system where the minority usually tries to um, hold off debate and eventually just let a bill die. And so to prevent this, the Democrats would essentially need to require um, 10 votes from the Republican side, or at least just a 60 votes to get that bill past a filibuster. And this can be difficult um, considering how polarized politics are today as well as you know the signs we're seeing with first the debate of whether there was fraud in the 2020 presidential election. A majority of House Republicans agreed that it was fraudulent results and that despite lack of evidence, they were resistant to transferring that power, so that kind of shows that maybe it might be difficult to get Republicans to be okay with the legislation that the Democrats are hoping to pass. So I don't know, that might be difficult, and um, which is causing this debate of whether to stop the filibuster for certain bills. now that the Democrats have slightly more power than the Republicans.
0: Sydney?
4: Yeah, to go, um, to continue what Emma said when we were, like, focused on the idea of compromise, I think it's really common to see in the Senate that there has obviously not been, um, like, good examples of compromise. Like, in, like, the, like, past... um, Presidency, So, and I read somewhere, like for an example, I know now that they're looking um, at the issue of um, what the federal minimum wage should be. And I read somewhere that like Democrats want it to be um, 15, but Republicans want, only want it to be 10. Um, and obviously that is such a big gap. It's like, uh, there's a room for compromise, but I I, don't, I doubt we'd see compromise because it's so common in American politics today for them to come together and agree on for the American people hmm.
0: so the idea of the filibuster we haven't seen an actual filibuster in a while we haven't seen one at least this whole school year that we've been been together so it isn't so much the actual filibuster that maybe the senators are worried about but the threat of a filibuster so as as Emma said we have a Senate that tries to get at least 60 senators to agree on a bill before they'll even talk about it. And if they can't even get 60 to consider voting for that bill, they won't even discuss it. They won't even deliberate it for fear of a possible filibuster. Not that the filibuster will be guaranteed to happen, but that it could. And the Senate doesn't want to go through with that. So one of the possible solutions to this is what is often referred to as the nuclear option. The press likes to call it the nuclear option, and it would be the Senate removing the filibuster. The filibuster is not in the Constitution. It's a rule that the Senate set up for its own purposes, and so that they could be as deliberative as they they say they are. What do you think about the filibuster? Do you think the Senate should get rid of the filibuster and just go straight to a majority vote on all issues? Or do you see the filibuster as being a useful protection for the minority party? Peyton, I'll turn to you first.
1: Um, I don't like it. Um, I know that AOC and Elizabeth Warren are both pretty outspoken against it because of its roots and segregation and... Um, the way that it kind of prevents the democratic process instead of helping it. It's not, I think it's really counterproductive. I think it would be better to argue it out than like avoid, avoid it. If that makes sense. Um, It does. So I'm anti filibuster.
0: All right. Haley, what do you think about the filibuster? What's your take? If you had to make the rules, what would you say?
3: I agree with Peyton. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I believe that either with it or without it, they should be like the bill should be talked about and deliberated like very in-depthly either way. I don't think that the filibuster is necessarily necess- it's necessarily necessary for the senators to have that break to talk about it when they could just, I don't know, do it on a normal basis, I guess. And also I know a lot of progressives, they just don't want it because they want Um, Democrats to be able to push their bills a lot faster and for Joe Biden's nominations of people of power to get like accepted a lot easier.
0: Okay. Two votes. No. Uh, Emma, what do you think about the filibuster?
2: Well, I think, you know, if the democratic party wants to really, you know, make some changes and get new bills passed regarding issues like health care, climate change, and racial equality, things that are um, pretty relevant right now. I think those are some of the big ones they're trying to um, develop. And so I think in order to have the best chances, I think it would be necessary to remove the filibuster just because it's a very big threat to the democratic success. Um, so I think for them t- in order to um, most successfully get those things passed easily, they would have to um, remove it. Um, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't have a
4: clear opinion.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. That's three and zero, Sydney? <gasps>
4: Um, I might be four, so <laughs> I was. I think I agree with what everyone said, and I think um, the Senate values the filibuster, like what we've been like we read about in class. That it like gives the Senate, like it provides parts of its uniqueness. But I know, like when we read an article, it there's still like unique um, contributions of the Senate that like like it, it keeps its like its uniqueness, and um, I think. The filibuster caters towards the minority party. But now that we're there is still like quote unquote a um, majority minority party, we're basically split. So this could be really an opportunity to like bring back the idea of compromise because you are like equal on both sides. So there really isn't a need for a filibuster.
0: Interesting. So I would s- summarize I think the majority of what you ladies had to say is you're not terribly in favor of the filibuster. What if we looked at the House of Representatives and the issue of gerrymandering and how in the House of Representatives, it's possible that a minority party could wind up controlling the House of Representatives if at the state level, they can control the state districts and redraw the district lines in such a way that it is possible a minority party could wind up controlling a majority of the House House of Representatives seats. We saw that with the gerrymandering, packing, and cracking districts. But the Senate isn't subject to that. The Senate and every senator in it is voted on by the entirety of their state. And I know that people complain about the House of Representatives right now having, and I'm using air quotes here, more Republicans in it then it should. I'm not sure how they decide that. But but if the Senate is voted on by the entire population in a state and the Senate is reflecting an equal relationship between Democrats and Republicans across the country, maybe it might be important to protect the voice of the minority parties. Maybe the filibuster could be a useful tool. Now, Emma, you you did mention that it would be important for the Democrats maybe to get rid of the filibuster now so they could protect and get their policy agenda passed. What if it was Republicans in charge of the Senate right now? Would you be as interested in getting rid of the filibuster if the roles were reversed and it was a Republican narrow majority?
2: Well, when I was saying that before, it was really just, you know, for what they are aiming to achieve. So it wasn't really like my personal like <laughs> like Got opinion. It. So um, yeah, I was just saying that in general for them to best suit their um, like needs and at this time.
0: Okay. So you've we've talked a bit about that Georgia race that created two new Democrat senators and how that has changed a bit of the balance in the Senate and how maybe some of the rules of the Senate, like the filibuster, have gotten a lot of controversial coverage in the press, and, and the majority of you seem to think maybe the filibuster is a little outdated. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Peyton.
1: Um, well, I, going back to the, if it was Democrats as a minority, would your position be switched? I just think the filibuster is kind of, like, it doesn't have a place in politics. I think it's kind of dramatic and, like, a little bit like throwing a tantrum. And I know that it's not, but it it seems like it is. Like, you don't like what's going to happen, so you just stand there and... Throw throw a fit, and I think that that's kind of embarrassing and should not be in government. So
0: you don't want to see tantrum politics, Sydney.
1: Um, I agree with Peyton,
4: and I don't know if this is uh, I don't know. It seems like to the American people who like obviously don't know the specific details of the Senate, it's that obviously the filibuster is really confusing. But it, agreeing with Peyton, it just seems very like like, what, what even is the purpose, kind of? Like, if for, since the Senate works for, like, um to reduce, like, bills and laws um, for, like, citizens, it seems like to a citizen who doesn't know much about it, like, they're voiding their job, kind of? Not their job, but, like, putting it at, like, a
3: really, if I could find a better word, but yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Interesting. Haley?
3: I just have a quick quote from my article that I read about the filibuster and it says abolishing the filibuster for judicial and executive branch appointees has been the equivalent of taking a drug whose side effects are sometimes worse than the illness. And I kind of agree with this quote a little bit because I just feel like the filibuster, I just think it's outdated and it just, it needs to be reworked in order for it to work. But at the moment, I don't think it's doing the Senate any good and it's just taking too long to get anything passed or even discussed on the Senate floor.
0: Let me ask a little follow-up question to what you two just said. Um, does a Congress have to continually pass laws on a rapid or regular basis to show that they're doing their jobs? So if we think about every law, every everything that the Senate passes is going to create change? Is that really necessary? for a country like yours to constantly have that kind of change? so I guess what I'm asking is, yes, the, the filibuster does slow down the lawmaking process. Is that a bad thing? Sydney.
4: Um, I would, so um, I would say no, like if we were in, like, I feel like, cause we're in a very un, like, unprecedented time. Like obviously we're still like, fighting a pandemic and we just um, switched over to a new presidency. I think now, obviously, in the like last few years, we've seen not a lot of I don't, like bills passed. But now I think would be a good time. Like, I don't know if that would like now, especially now the fil- filibuster is not like useful, because I think we could use more bills passed now. Yeah.
0: Okay, so it depends on the the circumstances, depends on the conditions of the the times that we're in. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you very much, ladies. It was uh, thank you for joining me. It was very nice to hear your your positions, and uh, I hope you have a really good day. If you want to say goodbye, uh, we'll just go in the same order. Peyton, if you want to say goodbye first, you don't have to say goodbye. It's Peyton. You, you can oh, also
4: goodbye. Bye, thank you. Bye, thank Bye, you. Bye, thank you.
0: See you later, ladies. Have thank a good you. meal. See you tomorrow.